This is Masters Cast, the first He-Man and She-Ra podcast, episode number 41 for October 2nd, 2011. Thanks for downloading. I'm John Callis, also known as The Shadow. I'm Katie Cartier Hiley, also known as Rainbow Bright. I am Martin Penny, also known as Wacky Martin. And I'm Josh Delancourt, also known as Lioncourt. Our episode today is brought to you by the Skype credits I just purchased in order to telephone <laughs> Martin uh, from across the pond. <laughs> Happy to be here. <laughs> Um, so, uh, I don't know what you guys were doing, uh, last weekend, but for some reason I did not see any of you, um, at the first ever He-Man, She-Ra, and Thundercats convention known, uh, as PowerCon slash ThunderCon. Yeah, rub it in. Yeah, I, I so wish I could have been there. Me too. I, I had a hard time even looking at at uh, message boards or anything last last weekend as it was going on. I, I kept up with the news releases uh, and things, but uh, I couldn't I couldn't really <laughs> read too much of what was happening because I'm just too jealous of everyone that was there. Agreed. I've looked Agreed. through probably 500 pictures that people have posted, and it's killing me, killing me. I think Martin should have tried to, like, stow away in Busta Tunes' luggage. <laughs> that would be hard to find it. <laughs> What's one more checked bag? <laughs> it would have been fine. <laughs> Might have been a little cramped. It would have made the seats and coach look a lot better. That's true. <laughs> Um, well, I, being the super fan that I am, <laughs> did, did attend PowerCon. I don't really like to admit to attending ThunderCon, of course, because we all know my issues with Thundercats. However, <laughs> however, um, uh, I have been watching the new Thundercats show. And I, you know? I do like it. Wow. And didn't I see you um, buy a figure? I did. I bought two figures. Two. And um, I did have one of them signed by uh, Matthew Mercer at ThunderCon, um, who's the voice of Tigra in the new Thundercats. Um, and now, unfortunately, John Irwin was not at, at PowerCon, um, but the, the original voice of Lion-O uh, was there. Oh my god. And Are you serious? I was moderating a panel after the Thundercats one or something. I had to be in the panel room. It was the original Thundercats um, panel. And I got in about 10 minutes before it was over. And at the end, someone gave him, you know, the Sword of Omens. And, you know, he did the whole thunder. Thunder! Thundercats! <laughs> and um, I actually got chills, which surprised me. <laughs> 
since I didn't like that show as a kid. Um, but he was a lot of fun. Um, so maybe after um, you know seeing him live and in person, I, I could revisit the Thundercats for like a third time, maybe third time's a charm. <laughs> I I've already revisited it three times. I cannot get into. Can't do it. Aww, that show was great. Lionel was my boyfriend. Oh. (laughs) Well now. I don't remember that episode. (laughs) I think there could be some cross species issues there. I don't know. Maybe yes. Well, it was kind of a tie between Lionel and He Man that they both had my my affection. But wow. I can't believe you met Lionel. That's freaking awesome. <laughs> well, I, actually, I did not. I didn't actually meet Lionel. Oh, okay. now that I well, think about it, in the same room with him. But I did take a picture of Lionel as he gave Leanne, our good friend Leanne, um, a kiss on the cheek. Oh my god! So I think your boyfriend's cheating on you. <laughs> <laughs> How dare she! <laughs> Wow, that is freaking awesome. Yeah, I got into the uh, convention a a day beforehand because I was helping with setup. And by helping with setup, that meant tweeting pictures uh, for PowerCon. (laughs) Because I'm I'm a bit challenged in putting together things as evidenced, if you could see the the desk that my computer is sitting on right now. Um, So I thought it best that I not put together a case that would hold collectible figures that could end up falling down. You're listening to Thunder's Cast. <laughs> well, now I'm talking about He-Man stuff. Psh, he just tried to give me a burn. Only Martin got that. Okay, so anyway, um, we were there on on, on Friday and uh, set, setting everything up, and it looked real great. We had a we, as in if I I, I brought any of the figures. Um, there was a huge collector's like uh, room, and it had like all of the Shearer figures, all of the old school He-Man figures, all of the most all of the new adventures. I think figures. I think it, we we just didn't have any of the new adventures playsets. Um, it had merchandise from He-Man. It had all the original Thundercat toys. Um, it was just really cool to see it all in in one room, and these were like mint condition you know, figures. These weren't like John's battle armor Skeletor that he played with when he was two and now looks like he played with it when he was two. <laughs> right. So, but it was really cool to see all of the, uh, which Martin can appreciate the new adventures toys, because I do not have a complete new adventures. Um, uh, I don't have all the action figures. I'm missing some. So it was really cool to see a lot of those uh, up close and personal. Uh, all sitting there. Who, uh, who supplied all the figures? Um, it was a couple different uh, people. I know Tim Beers uh, gave the uh, New Adventures toys. Um, had I known, though, that they weren't bringing a playsets, I probably could have brought Nordor or Starship Eternia. Um, although I might only have those in the box, and I wouldn't have wanted to open the box. They could have sat the box there. Uh <laughs> <laughs> For those to look, I could have brought a Doomcopter or something, I guess. Um, and now we're boring Josh because he's like, I don't like the new adventures. No, I, I was thinking <laughs> how, how cool it would be to have seen some of the, uh, for me anyway, I, there's several figures from the vintage line uh, that I have never had a hands-on with, so I still, to this day, I don't know what they look like. That would have been cool. Oh. <laughs> 
Um, before we get into, I guess, uh, a power con, because it's going to be a lengthy conversation of me talking about myself. Um, <laughs> speaking of new adventures, um, we should uh, we should uh, talk about br- uh, briefly uh, what's what figures are coming up soon. Josh always yeah. knows the schedule better than I do. Uh, and we should also discuss the, the figures that have just come out that we, we haven't discussed since the last show. So. No. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, those were the ones I, I liked. As if uh, I would pass up talking about horde people. Please, Josh. All right. All right. All right let's, let's go through the last few months and the upcoming months. So uh, since our last <laughs> podcast, Clawful has uh, come out. And I got uh, him after I returned from Comic-Con. He was waiting for me. Love that figure. Question. Uh, yes. Why didn't he come with the horn of evil? <laughs> I, I am very happy that he did not. I, I do <gasps> not like the horn of evil. <clears throat> I think they um, should do a Driel, Montork, Yuckers, and Horn of Evil four pack. You know, I would get that anyway, <laughs> just for Montork and Driel, both of whom I really, really want in figure form. Um, not so much yuckers, huh? No, not so much. <laughs> uh, love the shield that Clawful comes with. Love the fact that he's got a shell on his back that's very reminiscent of the Mike Young uh, 2002 version of Clawful. Um, really well done figure, actually. Um, and one of my more favorite characters. The only thing that uh, I had a, a heart attack when I first opened him, because, of course, I can't see the figure when it's in the package. And I opened it and thought that I was going to have issues. Uh, I was going to have to try to return it already opened and all this because there was no shell on the back of Cluffle. Um, and it turns out that it was just not attached to him. And when I opened the package, it went on the floor somewhere. <laughs> I eventually oh, no. found it, but uh, was not happy with the fact that it was not attached to him. And I've got to imagine that that's got to frustrate some of the... Uh, uh, the mint on card collectors, if they get something where a piece is not attached and it's just flying around in the package there, that's got to be frustrating. But mm. I'm not an MOC collector, so. Uh, August, we got Manny Faces and Megator, both of whom I think are incredibly awesome, both of whom had secret accessories, so... I'm uh, really with... sad that I missed out on many faces, just to say. Well, if let's... I had known there was going to be an Orko face, I would have been all over that. Hey, let, let, let's start with uh, Megator, though. So Megator... Oh, he just cut you off right there, didn't he, <laughs> no, Katie? No, no, I just tried to, I tried to, save, I tried to save the good stuff. The last. Well, oh, he's implying Megator sucks, which... Yeah, I, like, I like Megator, but let's face it, Manny Faces is a much better character. So wow. Megator, I really, really do like the figure. I uh, like the secret accessory, although I have to say I'm not real into the rooted hair thing on him. What do you guys think? Oh, I'd rather have rooted hair on him than Shira. I guess it's kind of okay because it's like a bonus head. Well, what I like about it is because he has that like strawish, you know, black hair. Um, which is what I would like to see on a new adventure, Skeletor, um, Ponytail, right? Does didn't didn't one of the in the cartoon, right? Am I right, Martin? Yeah. Doesn't yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the last one has the rooted hair. 
Yeah, so that's what I would I would like. So if they're doing that, but no, no rooted hair on 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 the Shiva figures. Why am I I, I, I stuttering? Um, <laughs> but continue, Josh. I'm sorry, oh, I got overly excited. But uh, in general, though, really like Megasphere. I like him much much better than. Uh, Titus. Titus was was fine. He was cool, but Megator, I, I think, is a much, much better uh, character, much better design. So, like liking him, like the zombie head. Okay, Manny faces Katie. You missed out. I, that's I'm. Sorry. I don't even remember how. Like maybe I just forgot there was a figure coming out that day. I don't know. But once everybody started posting videos of their opening and oh my god i about freaked out <laughs> uh, the secret accessory is an extra head for many faces that you can swap out that has a human skeletor and orco face on it brilliant i i would have rather seen beast man rather than he-man mm-hmm. yeah i could see that well yeah because in one of the episodes of the cartoon right Never mind. I'd have to double check that. My memory may be <laughs> No, falling. no, no. He does. He does. He's he's Beast Man uh, yeah. through a lot of the episode. He's Orko in the same episode. And he's Skeletor in the same episode. I don't remember him ever having a He-Man face in the show. Um, so to me, Beast Man would have been a better choice. But I love the secret accessory. It, it was brilliant. Agreed. Absolutely brilliant. And, uh, and Manny Face has always been one of my favorite characters anyway. So... Mm-hmm. So that was uh, really good, really well done. Uh, love it. Would love to see additional heads for Manny faces, maybe in the weapons packs or something. That would be um, that would be cool. Although I don't really see that happening now that they say there will be no more reissues, starting with Manny faces. So Manny faces will not be reissued. You either got him or you. Ah! Well. <laughs> Yeah, and that's why I... Uh, so the only figure I'm missing, because we know we don't count King Grayskull as a figure, um, <laughs> is uh, Web Store. Well, uh, technically I'm missing um, uh, classic Zodak as well, but that's because I like 2000X Zodak better, is why I bought that one. Um, so I'll eventually get that too. But the av- actual characters I'm missing is Webster. Uh, for some... I don't even remember how I ended up missing Webster. This was before the subscriptions, though, so... Um, yeah. I bought a web store at PowerCon, and thank goodness I opened up the box, because it was not web store in the box. Oh my god! <laughs> it was Hordak. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so... um it was you. Right? Oh. Exactly. And um, luckily, you know, they, they uh, I was able to return it, because I was like, as much as I love Hordak, I do already have one, and I really need a web store. And it was like a fantastic price. It was like $25 or something. Um, which, you know, it was like, what? That's like the same price I would have paid with, with shipping Less, um, on the site. Yeah. So I was like all excited that I found a Webster. And, um, you know, of course, they apologized. They didn't know how that happened <laughs> because uh, they would have, uh, you know, they said, had we known we had a Hordak, you know, we would have this one out <laughs> on display to sell. Um, so unfortunately, I'm still Webster-less. But eventually, one day... When I, I decide I, he's worth the $40 they charge on eBay, <laughs> I will uh, uh, get one. But that, that actually makes me um, – I have I thought of a, of a thank you, a thank you I have to do. So as, as everyone knows, I don't like King Grayskull. And I ended up getting the special King Grayskull that was the statue 
um, whenever they gave that thing out. And I gave that to another fan because I didn't want it. And uh, when King Grayskull came out, I did not, the, the second release of him in, in the Classics line, I did not purchase him, even though I really wanted the orb. Um, so I want to give a shout out to Eric Olson, uh, who listens to the podcast, because he sent me hit an extra orb. Aww. <laughs> uh, so, um, so I have the orb, and um, as we will talk about... Uh, I was actually confused when I got the orb because I forgot that it didn't have anything to put the orb on. And I was like, now I have the orb, but where am I going to put it? And I got real confused. Um, but uh, 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 we'll find out that we're getting something to stick the orb on later. So, uh-huh. yeah. Continue, Josh, though. I wanted to say kudos to Eric before I forgot. All right. Uh so, um, where were we? Uh, you were just wrapping up Manny Faces. Manny Faces. Oh, no, we were talking about, you were talking about Web Store and stuff. Oh, I'm yeah. Still looking, I'm still looking for a, uh, an extra trap jaw because I want to display Cronus, and I have not been able to find one anywhere. Oh. Um, without paying, like, crazy money. On you should eBay. have told me I could have looked. Yeah, I should. I, I didn't think about them selling stuff at PowerCon for some reason. I had asked you when you were at the other convention member in Maryland. I had you looking for yes. Trapjaw. Uh, yeah, I couldn't find him there, right? Yeah, you you couldn't find him there. I looked. I scoured PowerCon. I found every other Classics figure except Trapjaw. It's the only one I want an extra one of. And uh, I don't know why. I don't care if it's the first release or the, the re-release. I don't care. I just want another one so I can display him as Coronis with my Keldor. But uh, so far, that's not happening. So if anybody out there has a trap job that they're willing to sell for like 30 bucks, because I really can't afford any more than that, <laughs> uh, let me know. Send a message to uh, Master's Cast. Or All right. send Josh a, a, a message, because I, oh, I have, then I, I would have to actually check the, the <laughs> Master's Cast email more regularly than I do. Oh. oh. <laughs> All right. So... Uh, Moving on. Uh, okay, so the September figures. We got Leech and Hurricane Hordak. So we'll start with Hurricane Hordak. Or we start with the less interesting of the two. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I guess technically because a he's a variant. But still, I mean, any Hordak release is far superior than most of the figures in the entire line. <laughs> Same more than Leech, though. No, so, I mean, I agree. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get to Leech in a second. So Hurricane Hordak... Absolutely awesome figure. I can't decide if I like this one better than the than the regular release or not. They are very close. If this one had a cape, uh, I would probably like it better than the original. It doesn't. Um, I wish I wish it did. Uh, but really, really liked the the metal armor. You can actually feel the metal on it. So for me, that's very very cool. Um, I, I, I like it. I like his arm thing. I don't really care for most of the attachments. I like the one that looks like like the bat wing blades or whatever those are. That one is cool. The other the other two I don't care for. Um, really good figure though. Thoughts? Oh, and I like the fact that he's got more of a two thousand X style uh, loincloth type deal. Well, I uh, I like that he has the blaster hand. Um... Blaster hand. Well, that's if you don't put anything in. Well, right? yeah. 
yeah, that yeah. was always the appeal of the 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 Hurricane Hordak, even the classic figures. Is his hand looks like the blaster, sort of from the cartoon. Um, so I would never put any attachments into it. Not really into the figure as much, just because it is gold, and he never wore gold in the cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my opinion. But he's still Hordak, and you know, awesome. <laughs> Anybody else got thoughts on Hordak before we move on? I just agree with John. The gold thing totally threw me off. Ah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, then, of course, we got Leech. Uh, it is our fourth member, I believe, of the Evil Horde. We've gotten Hordak, Grizzlor, and Catra before him. And uh, Leech was always one of my favorite Horde. I think he was, uh, after Hordak, I think he was the first member that I got a figure of. No, I took that back. I got Mantena before him. But anyway, he's always been one of my favorites. Uh, they did a spectacular job, in my opinion, um, on him. I, I, I really have no complaints. Uh, I love the design. I love the crossbow that he's got. And I, I really like the net that he comes with, which I wasn't sure about until I actually saw it. I think that's actually a very, very cool extra accessory that really fits the character pretty well. What do you do with it, though? You stick it to things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that it's supposed to be that he can capture figures with it, so when, when I do get uh, my display set up, which uh, I'm actually shortly going to be beginning construction on building a display case for my master stuff, which I'm very excited about. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm going to probably display it where he has captured uh, one of the uh, rebels, probably, in the net on the display, I think. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, I think it's cool. I think it's really cool. Sweet. I just like that we have another Horde figure. Of course. And I had Leech as a child, so that makes it even more awesome. <laughs> and he's green. <laughs> Now, there's such a lot of discussion. People not it's not liking the fact that they think his proportions are wrong. Um, and I realize they're not exactly the same as the vintage figure, but I actually like... Uh, I actually like the, the... I don't have a problem with it anyway. Um, it doesn't bother me. Does it Does it bother anybody else? No. No, that must be the Motuck people versus the <laughs> M-O-T-U-C people. Um, that's what it, I'm thinking. Could very well be... Uh, I, I thought the proportions were were fine. I do have to say, though, um, you know, I'm a big 2000X fan, as uh, no one would guess from listening to this podcast. <laughs> and uh, as much as I, you know, I, I like uh, classics, I, I really do, because I, I, I have, you know, room in my world for both versions, and I kind of keep them separate in my mind. Um, I like the classic designs because they're classic. I like the 2000X ones because they're more to my taste and they're, they're more realistic and all that. I really, though, on this one, as I really do like the figure, but I really like the, the 2000X version a lot better still. Um, this one can't quite live up to that one. Mm, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I I kind uh, of agree because I thought all the horde members looked um, awesome in their 200x spats. 
I've forgotten what they were called. Stactions. <laughs> it's been a while. Um, that design, I think, really suited the Horde because they made them look so sort of scary and monsterish. Well, I'm looking at Leech's Staction right now. He's about diagonal from me at about five o'clock. And, uh, yeah, well, it's hard because all Horde are awesome and they're better than all the Skeletor's people. So, I mean, it's really hard for <laughs> no me. No comment on that. It's really me. hard for me to even compare them because any version, really, unless they just don't look like the character is supposed to, you know. But, um, yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know which one I like better now that I'm actually looking at the Staction again. Yeah, I think there's only one Horde member that I dislike. Which is? Dragstore. Yeah. He's the only one. I really don't like that figure. I have him. I have the, the vintage one, but not a fan. Yeah, I guess he'd be the last on my list, right, for a Horde uh, character. If I had to rank them from awesome to not as awesome. <laughs> uh, here's a question for everyone that I was thinking about the other day because I, I got to thinking about this because we, we got Vicor and we're getting uh, Demo Man, which we'll talk about in a second. But um, And we got uh, the uh, mini comic Tila a few months ago, the Battleground Tila. We've gotten a lot of things that uh, were never figures but have some rooting in either concept art or, or whatever. What is the thought uh, from all of you if this go-round we got the mummy horde member that we were that was made a concepts of back in the 80s that was never produced? I think Mummy Horde Guy would be awesome. <laughs> mummy Horde Guy, that should be his name. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen pictures of this. As long as we don't call him Mumra. Um, <laughs> yeah, obviously I would want it. Duh. Well, I, Do you I not know me? Particularly, <laughs> particularly Shadow and, and Katie have been... Very oh. anti-new characters, <clears throat> very anti-things that didn't exist in the vintage or yeah. cartoons. Yeah, so. you're talking about, but those people aren't Horde. I mean, you're using Tila. Do I, have I ever liked Tila in general? <laughs> no. So why would I want yet another Tila where she dyes her hair to try to copy Adora? No, 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 no. And then what were the, uh, I, you know, and then things like Vicor? No. See, I don't like Conan He-Man. I don't like Barbarian He-Man. I like He-Man, Master of the Universe, all you know, alter ego of Prince Adam. That's what I like. Uh, so I don't really get into the Vicor and, and, you know, things like that. But but the Horde, a Horde mummy, yes, please. And they can make all of the other, now that they have the filmation rights, I would like to see all of the other Horde people. Like even like False Face, who was only in like one episode. I'll take him. Um, anything. All Horde related entities. I, I would really like a Scorpio. Oh, of course. Yeah, totally. I mean, what? Characters that were in an episode, even if it was only one, I'm cool with that. But concept characters that half of the fans have never even heard of, or maybe more of them have than I am giving them credit for, but I've never even heard of this mummy guy. So, no, I, I'm honestly not that thrilled, even if it is a Horde member. Sorry, John. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing, too, is I think they have to watch how many of those they do a year. As long as we're not oversaturating... 
uh, the line with these type of things, um, like new characters. And like one of the just to kind of do a sidebar, one of the things that I actually don't like is that we're celebrating the 30th anniversary of Masters of the Universe um, with Maddie is doing a separate like kind of uh, line for the 30th anniversary. The figure that leads it off is Fearless Photog, which makes sense to me. That makes sense. But the other five characters are all newly created characters. Um, so far, what, two of them have been revealed, Drago Man and Mighty Spectre. Um, both of which look nothing like Masters of the Universe characters to me. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe Drago Man slightly, and I use the word slightly in bold, more than Mighty Spector uh, to look <laughs> like a Masters of the Universe character. But I don't understand how one celebrates the 30th anniversary of Masters of the Universe with new characters that no one's ever heard of. Agreed. I, I, it does not make any sense to me. I, I, I want Fearless Photog, even though I know I've ragged on him in the past. Um, saying that, like, you know, he should be the last one released or something. Um, <laughs> but at least that one I get. And I, I kind of get the whole create a character, like, that we get to do now. But these other ones in the middle, no. And I'm in completely the opposite camp, as I so often am when Shadow <laughs> Rants. Um, yeah, no, I, well, I I understand the, the, um, you know the the sense of what you're you're saying, the the thought behind it. Uh, I I I can see it from the other side, where every incarnation of Masters, we've gotten, um, you know, a new group of characters to add into the mix. Whether that was, uh, you know, the cartoon, the filmation tune uh, after the toys and mini comics. Or the new adventures after the filmation tune, or 2000X after new adventures. Every single time, they've brought in another group of uh, characters to to supplement the the ones we've already got. So, the fact that that's become sort of a a core part of what Masters is, and that's that's how they're celebrating the 30th is let's bring in some new guys this time around. Um, I'm fine with that because at this point, uh, while we have gotten things like Vicor and Demo Man um, and Battleground Teela and whatever, we have not gotten anything that was not rooted in past incarnations of Masters. Nothing. Um, so the fact that this now is their 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 addition. This is them expanding the line for for classics for this incarnation i think that's a great way to celebrate the 30th now see to me it would have made more sense to use things like battleground tila and um demo man and stuff uh for the 30th like that would have made sense to me oh for the 30th let's celebrate with these these you know concept art or these like figures that never were but should have been type thing yeah Mm -hmm. But, like, these new characters, there's nothing... See, the the problem I have, too, I guess, is, so say, so you save Filmation, New Adventures, 2000X, uh, bringing in new characters. We also had new new mediums, right? So we had the new cartoons. They explained the characters. There was a reason for the characters, et cetera, et cetera. With these ones, and we all know how we feel about the biographies on the back. So, yeah. So, like, okay, we're adding new, new characters to, I guess, that mythos um, type deal. And maybe because I don't really care about it, like, he, Hordak's name is not Hector... 
that type of thing. Um, <laughs> I guess I just can't get into these. Plus the fact that they do not look like Masters of the Universe characters. Like, the Drago Man looks like a dinosaur. And <laughs> Mighty Spectre looks like something from, I don't know, the DC comic book or something. Yeah, I, I was going to say the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, maybe if they looked like Masters of the Universe characters, I could get into them. Because I'm not against, necessarily, you know, new people. It's just, they don't look like He-Man figures to me. They don't look like they fit. I don't know. It's that. I, I haven't seen him yet, um, but I do have a subscription to the 30th uh, group, So, um, which I'm not sure. Does anybody know? Because I could not find info uh, specifically. The Maddie site is virtually impossible for me. I actually had to enlist my sister's help ordering the subscription for the 30th. Do we know? Is Fearless Photog going to be part of the subscription or not? Because at first they said no, and then they said maybe, and I'm, I haven't been able to figure out definitively if he is does anybody know ah uh, i was assuming he was he's one of the six figures okay so they must have they must have been able to ink him in so well oh, don't quote me on it though i think yes i think you're right um uh, why can't well I can't even find it on the... Is it already over, the subscription? Uh, no, you have to click in... This is a stupid thing. You have to click into the 2012 regular subscription, and then there's a link in the description of that one that takes you to the anniversary one. Uh, My sister spent, like, half an hour trying to find it. Well, I did not order it um, because... <laughs> I will not support this. Uh, and, you know, I buy everything He-Man and She-Ra, so I'm making a statement, everyone. I'm just not <laughs> complaining about it. I'm making a statement. But I will buy Fearless Photog. Um, but it does say, uh, Josh, six figures. Okay. So right, it should great. include him. If I'm wrong, someone will co correct us and yell at us, which is fine because we would deserve it. Now, I will but it'll say, be though, in the mailbox you never check. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, Fearless Photog is definitely the least interesting to me. I really don't care. Um, I don't like the character. I don't like the concept. There's nothing about Fearless Photog that appeals to me. But I do like the idea of, of Drago Man, and I'm okay with the Spectre guy. So um, we'll see. When I have them in hand, um, we'll see if I think as well if whether they fit or or not so mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll see we'll see um now a uh, question for katie and then we're going to get into the next three months and then i know we got to get to PowerCon as well it's gonna be a long show uh, uh a question for you katie because the last time we talked to you it said you were not going to get the subscription i'm assuming you still haven't and you still have one day to change your mind which i don't which expect you I'm will not but... going to do but I will say, I, will, I was going to put it to you this way, because I'm, I'm thinking, I was thinking about this the other day um, with the subscription and stuff. I'm thinking a lot of people are getting the subscription if for no other reason than Shadow Weaver, because without, without reissues ever of these things, and with her being a, such a, a high-profile character, I'm thinking on the secondary market, her value may be so high... Um, that it may be 
as good or um, better deal to just get the subscription and get the rest of the figures as well. Sell off the ones you don't want. I um, can't imagine she'll be that high. That would have I, to be a pretty significant price hike to cover all of those figures that I don't want. All right. Well, then this is getting this is being recorded. So we'll see. <laughs> My, I'm going to predict that the cost of Shadow Weaver is going to average around two hundred dollars. All right. The bet on, is on. on. Like eBay. Like eBay. <laughs> I would actually like to see her. Uh, not. This is nothing against Katie having to buy her on the secondary market, of course. We don't <laughs> want her pocketbook to be pinched that much. But um, I would like to see her be expensive just because she's Shadow Weaver. She's awesome and she should be recognized as, as so. So the higher the price, the more awesome she is. Yeah. Yes, thank I, you. I'm thinking it's going to be at least 200 I don't well, know. See, now people are going to list it as 200 <laughs> just because he said that. I think a few sites actually, though, were letting you pre order her um, from, I assume, their subscriptions. Um, and I don't oh, think yeah. she was pre ordered at 200 It was much less than that. I think you're yeah, right. Well, I, I'm saying eBay. Oh, so okay. that's, that's what I'm referring to specifically is that sort of secondary market, which is the, the majority of the secondary market. So, And we'll Master's Cast is not. Um, support uh spending your uh food basic living money on a shadow weaver on ebay (laughs) this is true so hence why i have a subscription Um, (laughs) me too but all right so uh moving on we'll kind of get through the rest of these quickly because none of us have them yet in october hickorus better known as flipshot will be Coming along with the Wind Raider. The Wind Raider is not part of the subscription. If you want a Wind Raider, you need to be on MaddieCollector.com on, we believe, the 17th. And who's going to send me a reminder about that? I will be doing that because you're buying mine for me as well. So. Thank you. Uh, I can't wait for the Wind Raider. Uh, I never had the original one as a kid. I have a broken one that I bought uh, at a flea market i think it was about 10 years ago that um is missing most of the pieces and has no wings and is cracked through the middle uh, and that's the only wind raider i have ever owned so um i wanted it desperately as a kid because it was in the, the show so much uh, i cannot wait for this wind raider in fact, I am uh, the Wind Raider and in November, uh, Swiftwind are really the only two that I am super excited about for the rest of the year. Swiftwind, Swiftwind, woo! <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. I cannot, can't wait for Swiftwind. So November, well, first of all, anybody have anything to say on Flipshot? Uh, awesome. I, I don't care about the character, but I'm willing to be impressed by the figure if it's good, like, like I was with Optic. I liked Optic, even though I didn't care... Uh, about him prior to that. Well, so. besides um, Master Sebrian, he's my favorite um, Galactic Guardian uh, from the New Adventures, so I'm I'm very happy, and his sculpt looks awesome. Martin? Yeah. Design-wise, I think he's by far the most interesting of the um, Galactic Guardians. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Team Flipshot, not Hydron. In any form, so... <laughs> I like the name though, since they couldn't use Flipshot. I actually do like his name, Hikarius or Hikarius or however you. Icarus, no H. I thought there was an H in front of it. No, 
Oh, okay. All right. I'm stand corrected. Burn. I, I, I was thinking it was like Icarus, <laughs> and that was the reference, but I didn't. I thought they put an H in front of it for some reason. No. Sorry about that. That's that's fine, but that's that's good. I like the name. Uh, I like it much much better than Flipshot, which I think is an incredibly stupid name, kind of like Snout Spout and Stinkor and right up with those ranks. So, uh, so Icarus is is actually makes me happy. So, and I, and I'm not saying that just because he's a new adventures either. I thought Optic's name was fantastic always. So, I like the name Optic. So. All right, uh, November. We uh, November is a big month. Uh, we get Swiftwind, yay! Awesome. We get <laughs> Shira, Bubble Power Shira. Yay! Uh, yay for I, being able to sit on her horse. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care about the um, the Bubble Power part of it, although. I do think a lot of people uh, are talking about uh, wanting to do uh, the Bubble Power Shira figure with the style guide slash filmation head from the first release and the two-tone uh, sword from the weapons pack. Um, and I think I'm going to do that as well and make that my primary Shira, and then put the bubble uh, power on the. Uh, first Shira releases body, I believe. Uh, well, I'll definitely de-bubble power her. Oh, um, don't you love the pink? No. And um, <laughs> I just, and because, you know, the original figure was fabric, you know, like, uh, it wasn't plastic uh, molding. I just think it makes her look awkward um, to have all that bulky plastic pink sash or whatever it is <laughs> over top of her. <laughs> So uh, I wanted Starburst Shira cuz you know I, I never had any of the Shira variants. I only had the the regular one. So I don't I don't know really what any of them were like. No, I had Starburst Shira and it had a cool cape. So word. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's fine. I just don't don't have anything else to add um all right so we get those neither of those or i'm sorry uh shira is not part of the subscription um swiftwind is so if you want a shira you'll have to be on uh on sale day in november to get her uh we're also getting battleground evelyn who is essentially 2000 x colors evelyn with a helmetless head uh I, and a cape. I, go ahead and a cape. Oh, and a cape. And a cape. Uh, so uh, I think I think she'll be great. I like Evelyn, one of my one of my uh, you know more liked characters. So a variant. The fact that we're getting variants now of someone besides He-Man and Skeletor, I'm very very happy with. We got Hordak, we got Tila. Now we're getting uh, Evelyn. I think that is uh, really good. Yeah, I'm very happy with. Um... Battleground Evelyn. Always hated yellow Evelyn. I know that's the original colour she was in, but I just think it looks ridiculous. So um, <laughs> I've been holding out for the proper flesh-coloured Evelyn. That's a good soundbite to use. We should um, of Martin saying ridiculous. <laughs> I, I, I think we should play that in like other parts of the show. I'm slightly skeletal. <laughs> <laughs> I like right. her head. The head without the helmet. Hmm thought it looked great yes very nice 
All right. Uh, and then in uh, also in November, the the main uh, regular figure is Snout Spout, and I could not care less. No love for old hose nose. Is hose nose going to be his real name? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> He was he was called Hosnose in an episode of Shira. Was that yeah. another insult that was fired up at him? <laughs> I'm assuming he didn't have his official name yet. I want to say it was in Day of the Flowers. Hosnose, you moron. <laughs> he was also in the Christmas special, but not uh, mentioned by name. No, he puts the star on the tree. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the one uh, use he ever had. <laughs> <laughs> well, he made uh, him and he and Frosta made, at least in Day of the Flowers, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, you know, he would shoot out the water from his hose nose, and she made it into like ice donuts that would fly. <laughs> wow, tasty. Yeah, I- I'm not a fan. I'm just not. There's just he's better than Stinkor, though. No, I have to first think. Uh, really? I don't know. Yeah, I think you might be alone on that one, John. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely a toss up there for me. Uh, the st- and then stink or oh, come on. <laughs> and then finally in December, uh, we get Demo Man, which is based on the original concept art that eventually became Skeletor. Of course, in the Masters Classics mythos, he is the. Uh, the creature, the demon type creature that Keldor was merged with to create Skeletor, which I am actually perfectly fine with that storyline, um, particularly because it does harken back to some of the old storybooks that uh, we've discussed previously that uh, I like, where uh, he calls, you know, they call Skeletor a demon from another dimension. It's also in the Greatest Adventures of All videotape. Uh, the sorceress calls Skeletor that. Um, so the idea that he uh, was merged is fine with me. The The figure sounds cool. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, I'm actually looking forward to that one probably most of the next three months of the of the regular figure releases. As long wow. as uh, they... Uh, Hordak should be the one that merges them. Uh, yeah, I believe they've already established right? that. In the okay, list. good. That's what I thought. I was... I was trying to check my memory because you know that's how they did it in the Mike Young. I mean, they didn't merge him particularly, but Hordak transforms him into Skeletor. So I, I really like it's, that. It's ambiguous in the in that cartoon. So you you could say that it's he was merged, arguably. Yeah, I guess you don't know because it doesn't really explain. You know, he's just in that kind of pit there, and yep. then he flies around and Hordak changes him. So yeah, that's true. Very good point. Very good point. So uh, so that's great. And then, uh, of course, we'll be getting in uh, later into the months of 2012. Uh, I think that's it. The only other thing before your shadow moves on to PowerCon stuff that I wanted to bring up uh, briefly was I did get finally a chance to read the mini comic. That will be the first of the set of three we're getting next year with the variants um, and that they gave away copies of at Comic-Con. Um, my take on it was I was extremely underwhelmed by the story. I've heard that the art is very good. Um, 
here's my thing though. If if you are just nostalgic for uh for mini comics like we got back in the day, you'll be fine with it. Um I liked the the mini comics to a large extent back in the day. Um but I've always, you know, thought they were pretty you know, in in for the most part pretty poorly written. Stories weren't that great. Um the dialogue was atrocious. Um, they were fun, and this one pretty much it lives up to all those things. So uh, I wasn't happy particularly with the story. What I wanted was the, the, the nostalgia of, yes, we're getting a mini-comic, coupled with the, here's a really great story in this set, and we're not getting that really great story that, that I was hoping for. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. I... um. The story was, eh. I do really love the art inside the book. I thought the cover looked horrible. Um, it did not look like a striking mini comic. Uh, I I love a lot of the mini comic covers um, from the past, and uh, this one just kind of looked weird. It just didn't look right to me. Um, no, ick. But I liked the inside a lot. Um, so I don't know. I just wasn't really, I was kind of not thrilled. Mini comics are kind of low on my list. I like the storybooks more than the mini comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, so definitely. Do not... we know who wrote the mini comic or the, or did the art for it? Yeah. Tim Seeley did the art inside, uh, the mini comic. T- Toy Guru, uh, created the story, but someone else scripted it, I believe. Is okay. that right? I believe that's right. I think so. I don't have it in front of me, and I only read it once at the... Briefly read it once. <laughs> yeah, I, I was really disappointed. I was hoping that we were going to get a, a better story um, and better dialogue and that sort of thing. It was... it was for, for, I mean, really the first new Masters story that we've gotten in, uh, what, eight years? Uh, I think since Mike Young went off the air... Um, it was incredibly, uh, just incredibly disappointing. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm looking forward to reading parts two and three and seeing how it all wraps up and all that, I guess, but, um, really expected better, uh, especially because they really, for the most part with the classics line, everything has been done well, even, even though I'm not, you know, I, I'm, I like the bios, I'm okay with the bios, mm-hmm. um, whether you you like them or they become part cool. of your canon or not. I think they're at least well done for what they're trying to do in classics. In in, I mean, let's face it: in trying to merge every canon that's come before into one cohesive story, you're you're never going to please everybody, and there's going to be weird stuff in it because there's just no way to to make all of those fit together neatly. Uh, one uh, real quick though, we need to correct our mistake. Um, so, like you said, the story of the mini comic, the basic premise, the story, right. and remember, this is a. a, a basically kind of like a part one um so hopefully the actual arc of the story uh is a bit better than than this first offering because really what they were trying to do is kind of retell the last mini comic from the vintage line yes so sort of do that but it's not really that either though but scott of a weird amalgam of scott set up the story tim seeley wrote the script um Wellington Alves, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, did the art inside, which I really liked. And then the cover that I don't like, I'm looking at you, Mr. Eric Powell. Uh, No offense. 
Not my style. Um, I think He-Man looks weird on the cover. Um, although I love dinosaurs, Eric. Let's amp this up for part two, please. <laughs> anyway, continue. I just wanted to fix that because people will yell at us. All right. <laughs> so, so there you go. Uh, I don't really have anything else to say. All in good fun, right? There you go. Of course. There you go. Yeah. I don't really have anything else to say on it. Just I hope the story gets better. Um, and you know, maybe because it is that that weird mesh of new and last comic, mm-hmm. uh, maybe that hurt the story. Maybe I mean I think they probably would have been better off just it, it, doing one of two things: either reprinting the original last comic as the first story, or just giving us a whole new story. Mm-hmm. Um, I think trying to do both was probably probably did hurt it to some degree. Well, one thing too is uh, so as we all know, Scott Toy Guru from Mattel. Uh, he's a big he. He was a big you know he was a He Man fan when he was a young tyke. And um, Tim Seeley, who's who's doing the the writing there, he's also he's a very big He Man uh, fan. So hopefully uh, the creative minds will mesh and uh, you'll will enjoy the story as it progresses. Awesome. Yeah. Although I'll have to read someone else's because I'm not buying those 30th anniversary figures that the mini comics. Are <laughs> no, 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 no. The mini comics come with right? the variants. With the variants, so like Thunder Punch He-Man's got. The oh, one. that's right. Okay, why did I think? I think that someone corrected me that at San Diego too, because I was like complaining, and they were like, "No, you misunderstood the presentation." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, those are going to be with the with the four quarterly uh, variants. So. Uh, well, well, with three of the four. Now, though, see, had they made them with the 30th anniversary figures, that A would have made more sense to me because B, it would have made me buy the subscription. Just saying. Throwing yeah. that out there for the 40th anniversary. <laughs> uh, well, one last thing, and then Shadow can do his PowerCon thing, but just because we brought that up, uh, I know Carrie, uh, Carrie uh, uh, I can't talk. Katie's very anti-variant. Yes. Uh, see, between Katie and variant, I got Carrie. Uh, <laughs> so, but uh, our our first one next year is going to be Thunder Punch Human. Does anybody have any guesses for the other three next year? Ooh. Hmm. Hmm. Are we Maybe counting? Maybe they'll do a new, like, laser light Skeletor. Wouldn't that, would that be awesome? Be awesome? I don't think that we're going to get another He-Man or Skeletor. I think Thunder Punch is going to be the only variant of those two next year. This year, the only one we got was Skeletor, Battle Armor Skeletor. The year before that, we got Battle Armor He-Man, and we got Keldor, but Keldor to me is arguably, you know, he's I guess he's a Skeletor variant, but he's almost another character. Yeah, uh, he feels more like another character to me, too. Yeah, that, that's what, that's how I look at it as well. So I think of the big two, we're only going to get Thunder Punch V-Man, but then I can't, for the life of me, figure out who the other three would be next year because I don't think they're going to want to pile up too many. We already got a Hordak this year and a Team Land and Evil in. So I'm thinking we're going to get something along the same lines. We got uh, as those three, but three something else next year. But I can't... I haven't been able to... F- come up with any ideas well i would like like i said earlier starburst she-ra yeah we might get a she-ra will they do another she-ra so quickly on the heels of bubble power well she might be like maybe the fourth could be 
I mean, to stretch out the time. Um, I mean, I really think that the Shira, the bubble power Shira, should have been the quarterly variant. I think it's very, very irritating that she's not part of the subscription. Mm-hmm. And Switchwind is. Yeah. Truth. They should have just pushed everything back, slotted Battleground Evil in uh, into one of next year's slots, and uh, uh, made Shira the uh, Bubble Power Shira the variant in November, along with Swiftwind. That way, all because now all of the subscribers who are getting Swiftwind, you know, they're all going to be there in November trying to get Shira, whether they want her or not, because they're going to want a Shira to be able to ride on the Swiftwind. Yeah, I mean, truth. Especially, I would say, uh, almost both camps, because you're going to have those who want to display a Shira on Swiftwind, and you're going to have, probably have a lot of people who maybe aren't Princess of Power fans that are planning on selling their Swiftwind. They're probably going to want a Shira to sell uh, as a companion piece with it. They're like doing an auction on eBay. That's what I would do. Um, because you're much more likely, I, I would think, to be able to sell Swiftwind on the secondary market if you've got a Shira that can can uh, fit on him. So uh, in the same auction. So anyway, that's my opinion. I think that was a, a really stupid move. As long as we get them, though. So yep, that's my yep. concern. <laughs> Love the white screen of death. <laughs> Makes me think of Motux. I don't like that word. <laughs> they could have made Motuk a 30th anniversary figure. Oh, that would have been hysterical. The mighty Motuk. M-O-T-U-K. <laughs> that would be great. And then he could have a British accent since he's from the UK. Martin could provide. I would be happy to provide any sound bites they would need. <laughs> Martin Motuk. <laughs> so, am I allowed to talk about PowerCon now? <laughs> yes, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> I just didn't. I didn't want to interrupt your, you know, your flow there, sir. That's all right. But unlike show. the rest of these slackers, <laughs> <laughs> I went to PowerCon um, because I do all things He-Man and Shira related. Right? Yeah, you know it. Um, <laughs> So it was a uh, a fantastic two-day event. It was held in Los Angeles. And I know I know a lot of people, uh, or not a lot of people, but some people were upset that it was on the West Coast. Yes. Me. Yeah. I, I lived on the West Coast my entire life. <laughs> I moved to the East Coast in January, and that same year, Masters Convention in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Well, yeah, it really, really sucks. As you know, I love California, and any chance I get to go to the great state of California is a plus for John. Uh, but uh, it was on the West Coast. Um, I don't know. To me, it was just as expensive to go there as it would have been to go to um, uh, somewhere like New York City, if they would have had it around that area. Um, so I'd rather go to California than New York City. Uh, no offense to my New Yorkers. Um but it's easier to drive in L.A. <laughs> but in any well, case... I think, I think next year should be right here in Pennsylvania. Well, yeah, I mean, since we're both here anyway... <laughs> could just... That would be nice. Let's have it, let's have it here. And you're going to make people travel no matter what. Oh, yeah. That... Always making the people in the East travel. 
let's let's make people in the West travel. Well, you'll like be happy this. to know it was announced in the in, 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 in that 2012 will be in Los Angeles again. 2013 will be in New York City. So you get East Coast eventually. Um, but I still think it's way better to visit California. But in any case, but look, you have Comic Con like a month and a half before it. But PowerCon was better than Comic Con. <laughs> wow. I'm sure. I'm sure it was fantastic, but it's difficult to travel across the country twice, I think, for most people. And you, I, I think you're going to still have more people going, more Masters fans at Comic-Con, when, the, when they have the, the big announcements and the big uh, exclusive and, and all of that. I think that's going to continue to be the kind of the hub. PowerCon, I'm sure, is great, and I really am upset that I didn't get to go, but I I, I, unless something changes drastic, drastically, for me, I, it's hard to imagine being able to afford to do those trips back to back so quickly. Save your monies throughout the year. You have been warned. <laughs> so, anyway, I flew into Los Angeles and I went to PowerCon and, um, amazing. Um, so for any He Man and She Ra fan, now the Thundercats programming was a bit low. So if you went there just for Thundercats, you might have been a little bit bored unless you also are a fan of He-Man and She-Ra. Um, uh, Thundercats programming will be amped up next year. Ho! Um, so, <laughs> and I wasn't talking about Chitara when I said that. Now, <laughs> she kind of ranks up there with Tila, let me tell you. Um, uh, so anyway, uh, for a He-Man and She-Ra fan, PowerCon was uh, amazing. It, we kicked off the show um, with Mattel, and they did figure reveals of what uh, they did Stinkor, uh, which everyone clapped for, and I held my breath. Um, <laughs> they announced Mighty Spector, which I think confused everybody because he looked like uh, Deadpool from... Is that a Marvel or DC <laughs> character? I don't even know because I don't like comics. Um, so, and then... Uh, blah, blah, blah. Slushhead. Woo! See, Martin's excited. What did you think of Slushhead, Martin? Uh, I think he looks awesome. Perfect. Yeah, and they said that uh, they're going to try to make it so that you could put water into his helmet. Like, oh, uh, really? That would, that would be amazing. Uh, so that's really good. I like the fact that they're not putting the water in there uh, from the beginning uh, because I would not want to deteriorate... Yeah, that water in the old figure has gone weird. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so kudos to them uh, if they yeah. can do that. And what did uh, Temple of Doom Sorceress, or did we get that at San Diego? I don't remember. No, Temple of Darkness and... Or Darkness, uh, yeah, that sorry. that was new. That was new. Which is, uh, I will refer to her as the Masters Universe Christina Pickles movie sorceress, <laughs> since that's the, probably the closest we'll ever get. Mm, it's just point. a sorceress in all white, um, just kind of like the movie. I'm sure someone will make a um, custom headdress for her that looks like that crystal thing she wears in the movie. That would uh, be so, so cool. Putting that out, idea out there, uh, if you do make it, I'll only take my 5% commission. <laughs> um, now, I, I have a question about the Temple of Darkness mm-hmm. sorceress. They uh, announced somewhere, I think it was maybe on the Maddie Collector website or something, that uh, she's going to be their convention exclusive at the various conventions that they do next year. Is Comic-Con no. in San Diego included in no. that? Or he made that. Not? He was very specific on that. She is not going to be sold at San Diego. It's for all the other conventions, which would include PowerCon if they come back um, next year. She would be sold 
at the every convention they go to except San Diego. So I'm if I don't make it to PowerCon next year, I am likely going to have to get her on a secondary market. Yes. That is unfortunate. That's why you should go to PowerCon. <laughs> I, also I, I would have been there this year if I had the money. I would have been there. <laughs> yes, I'm Martin. busy paying for subscriptions, Maddie. <laughs> um, is the Temple of Darkness thing actually based on anything? Yeah, the mini-comic. Comic? Oh, it's from a comic. Yeah, she's in that mini-comic. She's all white and frilly. Uh, I had never heard of it before. I saw the figure and I was like, what, what the hell is this from? Yeah, cause, <laughs> I thought it was something they'd made up. Yeah, when I saw it, I immediately thought movie sorceress, which confused me because I didn't think they could do that. Um, but hey, that's a variant I actually like. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Since we're getting several variants from the mini comics, are there any that you can think of in the storybooks variants that could possibly be made into figures? Hmm. Oh, that is an excellent question. Uh, uh, I'm trying to I'm going to have to flip through mine now and see if any of the characters are dressed oddly or anything. Um, but I think that would be really cool if there were such a character. Yeah, I'd have to revisit. I haven't looked through the storybooks in a while, but you're right. Some of them, their outfits may be altered. If not a new character, an existing character with a... You know, improper colors or something. Well, you know, yeah. it's, it, it's not a storybook, but you know, and I don't, I don't know, I don't know if they've got the rights to do this or not. But you know what I would like, um, along those lines, close to those lines, is the version of Prince Adam. Of course, I do want the Mike Young version you know, that I much prefer over the Prince Adam we got with Orko. But uh, that aside, I would really like the version of Prince Adam from the DC full-size comics from the 80s. Mm. When he's a playboy. Uh, Yeah, and he's got the blue, I think it's blue and yellow, if I'm remembering correctly, outfit. That would be really cool. I would actually like 2000X Prince Adam. Yeah, well, that would be higher on the list. Yeah. For me, I, I would like the two, uh, 2000. I, that's my favorite Adam of, of all the versions of him we've gotten. But speaking of a 2000X, so PowerCon had something for every He-Man and She-Ra fan. Because we had panels on uh, the original He-Man toy line with people like uh, Mark Taylor, Ted Mayer, and Paul Cleveland on there. And we had the 2000X toy line panel, of course, with Four Horsemen and... Um, Jeremy Padauer even came out, if everyone remembers him, uh, from Mattel. Um, we had Filmation He-Man, She-Ra. We had the Mike Young cartoon. We had mini-comics. We had He-Man art. Like, everything was basically covered. Uh, fan- fantastic set of programming. It was even hard to attend everything just because uh, the panels went back-to-back. So... Uh, you really had to plan out your day because you could have ended up sitting in the panel room for the like entire Saturday. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, I personally moderated uh, He-Man art through the ages. I did the original He-Man toy line. And nothing against those two, but the highlight of, of my experience uh, was moderating the Mike Young Productions cartoon panel um, because... Uh, Dean Stefan and Ian Richter are a hoot 
and um, both know that I don't like King Grayskull. <laughs> and they did not use that against me, thankfully. <laughs> um, so that was really high up um, on my list. And uh, if you've missed any of the paddles, a lot of people videotape them. And if you go to he-man.org, you can see them. Uh, we also recorded the audio for most all of the all of the panels. Um, so that'll be going up as well. I don't know if... Uh, Val's going to put them on the website or put them as part of the Roast Google uh, podcast. Um, so, but one of those places, the the actual panel audio um, will show up. But if you do check out any of the panels, you have to check out the high. One of the highlight of my entire existence um, was moderating the Melindy Britt Alan Oppenheimer panel. And as everyone should know, Melindy Britt did the voice of Shira and. Um, Alan Oppenheimer did the voice of Skeletor. Among man, uh, many others. Man oh, yeah, Arms yeah. And Tringer and uh, Merman and Battle Cat and Malakfa and the list could probably go on for days. Sure, and I mean, Melindy didn't just do She-Ra. She did Mermista. She did Castaspella. She did Catra. Obviously, she did Foxy Adora. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I met, I was able to meet them before the panel. Uh, to introduce myself and everything. Got a picture with them. Amazing. Um, nicest people. You. Nicest people. Um, Melindy especially was so like personable. Um, she thanked me for moderating the panel. Um, Aww. I, she was so, so sweet. Um, this was the first seat. Alan has done conventions here and there. He's at least appeared at them. Um, whereas Melindy has never gone out to a convention. She's never really met like you know, a massive amount of He-Man and She-Ra fans. And I think she was really surprised at the, A, how nice all of the fans were. Because seriously, like, everyone was so well-behaved. At the, <laughs> not that I expected mass chaos, right, at a He-Man convention. <laughs> but everyone was so nice to everyone. Um, everyone was polite. Everyone followed the rules. No one got out of order. It was just a fantastic experience. But in any case, I was really glad because, you know, Melindy got such a a warm reception. Um, I, I think she was surprised. I don't think she really realized uh, the heart that He-Man and, and She-Ra fans have for, for the property. So I think that was really cool. Um, so just interacting with them at the panel was was the highlight uh, for me. Uh, they did slip into their character voices like Alan did Merman, which I believe is actually his favorite um, to voice. Nice. <laughs> uh, not necessarily Skeletor. He actually really likes his merman uh, voice. But um, he did a little bit of Cringer, I think. Um, Melindy did... A little bit of Skeletor, too. Oh, yeah, he did Skeletor, obviously. Um, Melindy did Castaspella and Catra. And um, I did warn her that someone would obviously ask her to say, you know, for the honor of Grayskull uh, <laughs> during the panel because we only did I only did maybe about 15 minutes 15-20 minutes of my own questions for them um, because I really wanted this is such a rare opportunity I wanted to have as many of the audience members ask questions during the panel so they could at least get to speak with them mm-hmm. um, so of course the first question which was definitely not rehearsed um, was for her to say for the honor of Grayskull <laughs> <laughs> uh, which she did, and she did uh, uh, wonderfully, and it got a huge, huge round of applause. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I saw that on the YouTube uh, video of that panel and got chills when she did it. it that was phenomenal. For the honor of Grayskull! 
is just so surreal speaking uh, to her because her 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 actual speaking voice is kind of that like uh, in between Adora and Shira. Nice. It, it was just so. Oh, I can't even describe it. Even talking with Alan because he just sounds like Man at Arms, <laughs> and it's it's so interesting. I can't even describe it. It was just such a such an uh, amazing uh, experience. Um, I'll go down in the history books and you know my autobiography. <laughs> but the, and but, for the record, I yes. will never speak to Shadow again. So for the rest of these podcasts, from now on. Uh, I will be directing my comments to everyone else. <laughs> but anyone who did not go to PowerCon, I mean, check out HeMan.org. Look at all the photos. Uh, look at the videos. For a He-Man and She-Ra fan, uh, it's just, it was mind-blowing that we were able to get this put together. I, uh, you know, I had the wonderful opportunity, uh, thanks to Val Staples, to be on staff for the event. So I moderated panels. I also did all of the public relations before uh, PowerCon. Uh, so more information, go to thepower-con.com. Um, and you can see, like, the guest list we had. I mean, we had everyone from Larry the Man, the Tilio, uh, Tom Cito, Mattel was there, Melindy, Allen, um, you know, people from the original toy line, people from the new toy line. Oh, just any He-Man fan, you know, guest that you could think of was there. Erica Scheimer was there. Unfortunately, Lou uh, was unable to attend, but Erica is going to spread the word to him of all the love we gave him. Nice. Uh, We even had, and I'm so angry that I missed this, um, the Toy Masters documentary uh, guys were there, and they did the last panel on Saturday, and I was only in the room briefly to make sure they had all of their equipment uh, that they needed uh, set up in the panel room. And I had to leave because I had to do something else and um, they actually had Gary Goddard there who on their panel, who, of course, directed oh, wow. the Masters of the Universe live-action movie. Nice. I love his commentary track on the DVD. Oh, I know, right? Oh, and I was so angry I didn't get to go, you know, and say hello to him. Um, uh, oh, I'm just angry at myself uh, that I didn't realize that that was going down. I knew that he was kind of a will-he-won't-he he, uh, come appear at, at that panel. Uh, so slap on me for doing that, but, uh, at least I have no, I have no, have I, have no shadow. I know. I was <laughs> going to say that. I know it's don't, please don't have sympathy for me because I, I, I got to experience so much during the weekend. That was so awesome. I mean, shout out to everyone, um, who came up to say hello to me. Uh, that was very nice of you. And I appreciated that. Um, also, I did, uh, we're going to play here in just a little bit, uh, a segment. Uh, we did, uh, we had the Masters Cast Mixer, uh, which was one of the late night events. And during the late night events, um, we had like uh, an uh, benefit auction, uh, Pixel Dan did one of his videos, uh, that kind of thing. Um, Wizard of Stone Mountain, the fan uh, made film, uh, they showed that. There was a cosplay contest. Uh we I went around uh, and talked to a few people, and the premise, though, was I didn't want to do the whole, how are you enjoying PowerCon, right? <laughs> I didn't really want to do one of those. Uh, so our good friend Leanne Hanna, uh, a fantastic artist, uh, she's always wondered, who is the real father of Tila? 
in the in the Mike Young cartoon, right? Because it was kind of a is it Fisto, is it Man at Arms, you know, kind of dance. So anyway, Dean Steffen hung out with us the entire time uh, during the Masters Cast Mixer because he is like Larry Dottilio. He is now Dean the Man uh, Steffen, <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, he gave us the definitive answer, and it was so surprising that I had to go ask people about it, including, I think I ended up asking Thundercat fans who had no idea uh, what I was talking about. <laughs> uh, so I changed the question for the Thundercat fans. I ended up at a table of all the Thundercat fans at one point. Uh, so you'll get to hear some Thundercat fans on a He-Man uh, podcast. Uh, but uh, don't worry. They don't they don't dislike He-Man like I dislike their original cartoon. <laughs> um, That's but, because Masters is better. Well, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> um, and while I have a strong suspicion um, that I will neither confirm nor deny that Dean Stefan told us under the table that obviously Man at Arms is Tila's father and not Fisto. Um, he gave us a quite unique answer at the mixer. Uh, so let's roll that beautiful footage. I'm here with... Leanne Hanna. And Leanne Hanna has a question for someone else. I have a question for Dean. Um, in the 2002 Mike Young production series, who was... Who was... Who was Teela's actual father? Teela's actual father? Well, there was some speculation. Some people thought it might be Man at Arms. Some thought it was um, Fisto. You're not going to like my answer, but it was Orko. That settles that. There you have it. It's been confirmed by Dean Stefan. Orko is Tila's real father. That's a good point. the table from me is uh, Daniel. And how do you feel about the news that Orko is actually Tila's father? It's, it's amazing. I, I, I know because of the structure they must be related. Excellent point, sir. Excellent point. Oh, man. I'm here with Awe Man. Hello? How was the dinner? How was the dinner? Very expensive. 
massive elite dinner. It was wonderful and magical. And we semi sang I Have the Power over the microphone system. Good job, roast beef, I believe. Um, I had roast beast. Yeah, but my I had to get my cooked again because it was a bit rare. Who am I talking to? This is Charles slash Shotgun Bowls. I'm trying to switch my name back to Charles, but... Because you're in charge? That's, I am now in charge. I wasn't in charge for a while, so everyone was calling me Chuck, but now I am, I am in charge, and I'm going back to Charles. We just found out from Dean Stefan that Orko was indeed Tila's real father. How does that make you feel? Really? Yes. I, I don't know. I don't. Cheesecake thing? I am deeply disturbed by that. Orko's the father. Who's the mother? Oh, it's still the sorceress. No, I mean, Okay. I'm picturing things in my head that I've never pictured before, and I wish that I wasn't picturing them. But I can't stop. You're welcome. Well, but something better to say then. I'm here with Topher Hans. And you're dressed as Loki. And how many people found you today, Loki? Too many to name. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Depends on who you ask. Ooh, a mystery. I'm here with Jill Vasquez. And Jill, if I told you that Dean Stefan minutes ago told me that Orko is actually Tila's father, it's not Man at Arms, it's not Fisto, it's actually Orko, how does that make you feel? Speechless. Speechless? Yes, except for the word speechless, which I just said. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> if I record. I'm here with... Mark. And Mark, is it true that you're wearing a New Adventures of He-Man Disc of Doom-ish Skeletor on your shirt? Yes, it is. And why is that? Because he's awesome. On a scale from 1 to 10, how awesome is he? 100. If Campbell Lane walked up to you right now and did his Skeletor voice, what would you do? I'd high-five him. Sweet. I'm here with... Manny. And you are a fan of the Thundercats? Yes, I am. What's better, He-Man or Thundercats? Is this a trick question? Yes. Can I say both? Well, you are at PowerCon slash ThunderCon, so I guess I have to make it slide. There you go. I think, I think the phrase was, let it slide. <laughs> I've had nothing to drink. I'm here with... Brandon. And Brandon, you are wearing a G.I. Joe shirt. Are you not a fan of He-Man, Chira, or Thundercats? No, I'm definitely a big fan of Thundercats, but uh, Cobra Commander is a close second. Oh, what did you think of the live-action Cobra Commander? I thought it was, eh. I liked it, but I'm a He-Man fan. <laughs> I guess I have to. Hello, I'm here with... James. And James, are you here for He-Man, Shiro, or Thundercats? Most definitely Thundercats. And what do you think of the new Thundercats show? Because I actually like that one. Oh, I actually really enjoy the new show. Um, myself, I feel the Warner Brothers took the time to do it properly, and it actually holds a lot of potential. I happen to agree, since I actually like this one. Not so Mercedes. Don't judge me too, too harshly. About this this new series is it actually has a lot of story threads. It can really take it quite a ways. I mean, it's like it answers a lot of questions. It goes into a far more history, and let's see how far they can develop the characters. Ooh, good point. Good point. I like how they have the 
the storyline is very um, you know threaded. It, it's it's yeah. Precisely, it's very threaded, and is everything if everything flows really well, even though it may not seem that way. It's, it's unlike unlike the original series, which was basically meant for kids. I mean, it's nowhere near as disjointed. It's like it flows. Well. How would you feel about a He-Man Thundercats crossover? It'd be an interesting premise to see how they can thread that together. I am here with Celeste Johnston. I keep running into all these Thundercat fans on a He-Man podcast. So I have to ask, what would you do if there was a He-Man and She-Ra Thundercats crossover? Wow, I think that would be great. So you'd be for that? Oh, yeah. It, w- it wouldn't taint your precious Thundercats, no? No, it wouldn't taint either property. It'd be awesome. We'll see. Ooh, those are fighting words, huh? Okay. I am here with... John Carroll. And John, why don't you tell us about this little movie you have? I uh, just finished screening uh, my fan film, The Wizard of Stone Mountain, and I think it was a great success. Everybody seemed to enjoy it, and it was a lot of fun uh, being able to do the U.S. premiere here at Pelican. And if uh, the fans listening want to check out more about the movie, where should they go? They can go to wizardofstonemountain.com. Excellent. I'm here with... Oh, God. Brian Rooney. <laughs> and uh, would you sing the Secret of the Sword theme song? Right now? Yeah. Um, 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 like Erica Scheimer or, or like myself? Um, whichever you prefer. For the honor of love, by the power of love, I have the There's no music. It's not as good without it. Now, would you ever consider doing that as your audition piece for a play? Show. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> uh, you, you owe me some type of agent fee for that suggestion, yeah. 80%. I wouldn't take that much. Agent, manager, and, and uh, Mattel, Maddie Collector discount, or not discount, uh, tax or something, yeah. That'll work. <laughs> I'm proud of this. What? Uh, are you proud of this endeavor? Yes. Yeah! Pretty awesome. The convention is what we're talking about, yes, right? Of course. <laughs> no, your prowess with the microphone. <laughs> no, yes. I'm a man of many common. talents, so I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Common, yes. Good. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Oh, very much. Very, very much. Yes. Very, 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 very much. Very, 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 very much. All I've had to drink is Pepsi. <laughs> I'm here with Tim Beers, He-Man.org member, Swift Wind. Ooh, wow, he's very precise. Did I say my name? Wait, wait. What? I, I didn't get to say my name. I'm oh. VCR Duke. Say it again. I'm VCR Duke. There you go. <laughs> I'm, I'm master of Metropolis. See, people are confusing everyone. Everyone has so many names. Right. Tim, what did you bring to the convention? I brought my new adventures collection. And what happened to one of them on the flight? Uh, my Discogym Skeletor kind of got broke in the transition. Um, and I kind of also left Flush Head at home. Whoops! Sorry! He left my favorite figure at home. okay, because we have a new one! Yay! Yes! Yay! Yeah, that's right. Mattel brought one, so it's all good. I am here with... A boss, also in a super He-Man on the board. And, um... If I told you... 
that Dean Stefan, right over there, a writer on the 2002 He-Man cartoon, told me that Orko is actually Tila's father. How would that make you feel? What? No. taking this very seriously. I believe the dean was just being facetious. But I thought I was going to I could pass the information along to the fans. My whole reason Dean was great. I was attended the panel for the IP series this afternoon. Excellent. I love the 2000 next show. I love the formation series too. So how do you rate PowerCon? Oh, on a scale of 1 to 7. Seven and a half. All right. So everyone should come next year? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what I like to hear. Well, thank you for all the work you guys put on. Thank you for listening. Okay, so just so you guys know, he said it was Orko. <laughs> um, because as I edit this in... That's uh, the most disturbing image ever on <laughs> These guys can't hear what's playing, so I'm telling you right now, Orko, yes. <laughs> but in any case, PowerCon was amazing. If you you know if you can if you can save the funds, please come to PowerCon 2012. Start having info up about the 2012 show, which will be in Los Angeles again, starting kind of around the beginning of 2012. Um, but we're already in the planning stages already uh, for next year. Um, so it, it's going to be in a, another amazing experience, I'm sure. But I'm so happy that the um, you know, first year went off so well. Uh, so big shout outs to you know everyone that helped out. You know, you have everyone that helped out and everyone that attended. Mad props to you, and I hope to see you next year. But in any case, Do you have an idea of how many people actually came. I'm actually not sure. I did not ask Val. Um, there were a a lot of people there, especially on Saturday. Um. So I don't even think I would be able to estimate because I was running around so much. Um, But yeah, there was a sizable amount of people there. I would assume more than I expected uh, uh, would actually attend because it's kind of hard to judge, right? Because you have, you know, a lot of, you know, really big, you know, He-Man fans that are going to attend. You have people that are going to attend just because they're a He-Man fan. They live in the area. Right. Um, and then you're going to have the people that are like, eh, this is the first year. I don't really know how this is going to be. I don't know if I'm going to spend my money on it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping that all the video footage, the pictures, all of that really encourage um, those those people who were kind of iffy uh, to show them that's really something they need to uh, experience. And I, I hope to see all three of you there next year, too. <laughs> I hope so, too. It would be a perfect <laughs> opportunity to do a... Uh, a live Masters Cast recording since we haven't done that since what was it? Did we even do a live one in in San Diego when we were all? Oh, well, I think we did. A Martin short wasn't there at the time. Segment, I think. No, uh, yeah. yeah, I think we did a short little segment. I think, but we didn't actually do a whole show. Okay, but like PowerCon would be a, a perfect you know venue for us to actually be able to record. Yeah, um, an entire show that there. So. Actually, so. we could do if if we could make it there. Uh, we could do it as a panel. Um, they do a lot of those at Comic Con, mm-hmm. where big big podcasts do uh, do panels, and they let the the audience interact with the the uh, the show. That's cool. a possibility, anyway. Oh, and I want to uh, I got to give a Mugglecast has done that several times at Comic Con. Oh, nice. yeah, yeah. Mugglecast. 
Mugglecast. They only get thousands of more downloads than we do. <laughs> but who are they? Hey, Paulson. I, I would say that we probably have a bigger listener base of Masters fans to our show than they have of Masters fans to their show. Oh, well. <laughs> I should hope so. If you want to get into statistics like that, of course. See, there's always a way to fudge the numbers, right? That's right. <laughs> and if... um. Yeah, if uh, we could get that together, that would be that would be awesome. I think that would be a really fun and a great to interact with uh, others because uh, interactivity is the key. Does that make sense? I don't know why I said that. Um, <laughs> but please, please come to PowerCon next year, all of you, because I will judge you if you don't. That includes Martin, who will have to, would have to pay actually the most. <laughs> I am. I am definitely going to try that. <laughs> awesome. Maybe we can have a more new adventures programming for you, Martin. <laughs> we'll just have Martin sit up there and tell everyone <laughs> why the new adventures is awesome. I will field everyone's questions. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, so anyway, I guess is that it? Is that it? Now you now you teased the thing with the orb, so you're going to have to finish that. Oh, yay! So the sorceress, which I will still refer to as um, Christina Pickles movie sorceress, um, is coming with a stand to put the orb on. So I, that is awesome. Yay. Happiness. Now the orb is not just like sitting. Um, I think actually I have it sitting uh, by um, uh, pre-Eternia He-Man's feet right now. Um so, so he's not coming with a second orb? No. They they made that clear. <laughs> Darn it. They were like, she's not coming with the orb, but she'll come with the stand. So, happiness. I'm actually surprised about that. They should have done the the uh, stand coming with maybe a, a different version of the orb, maybe in a different color or... Mm-hmm. Well, if you think about it, something. though, then you still have an orb that's just sitting around. Not on well, you could choose which one you put on the stand. I guess, but then but you know, it's a people bit strange would... that you just get the stand. If you say just, so, just, I'm just happy. It strange, you just got the orb. So, well, yeah. So, I mean, it kind of fits, right? Strange that you just get an orb. Strange that you just get a stand. Yeah, put them together. <laughs> if you don't have the King Grayskull, or you don't have the orb, or whatever, you can go buy a marble. Yeah, I guess. Or a ping pong ball and paint it. I just, yeah, because, you know, one should not support the purchasing of a King Grayskull figure, but... You know, I have all three versions of King Grayskull released in the Classics line. I've got the statue, Yay! I've got the particular, and I've got the re-release that came with the orb. I have none of them. <laughs> and Martin's uh, stock just went up in my book. <laughs> but hey... I don't have any either. Even, you know, I think it's just a lost cause with me and King Grayskull. I mean, neither uh, Ian Richter or Dean Steffen tried to convince me to change my mind. So (laughs) everyone's just accepted it. And I know I should just move on. And it's never he should be like in um, Harry Potter. Right. Where you don't speak his name. I just won't speak his name. (laughs) 
I, I'm going on record. I'm not going to say his name. And someone needs to remind me that I'm not supposed to say his name next time we record. Because <laughs> going by our track record, we tend to have a few months in between episodes. And I may forget. So we'll try to keep myself on track. Because I know it's just like a broken record with me and that character. And I do apologize. So Motuck Army. <laughs> Thank you for downloading. I'm John Callis, also known as The Shadow. I am Katie Carty Hiley, also known as Rainbow Bright. I am Martin Panic, also known as Wacky Martin. And I'm Josh Delancourt, <laughs> also known as Lion Court, or he who must be cut off. Ah, <laughs> uh, una, dos, tres. Good, Good journey. journey. I thought you were about to say Josh's exit in Spanish. Oh. <laughs> um, I, I don't even think I could do it in French, which is the other language that I actually know. Je m'appelle Josh de la Côte. I don't think that was a French accent. La is French. Yeah. I don't think I did a French accent, though, did I? <laughs> no, it was... It was Russian or something. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. maybe I'm a I'm half Russian, half French. 